0: Previewing the Independence Bowl, the Raging Cajuns versus the Houston Cougars, and Rice arrives for the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile. It's Locked On Sunbelt.
1: You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I host Afternoons in Mobile, Alabama, Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP, covering the South Alabama Jaguars, and prior to that, covering the Louisiana Raging Cages in Lafayette, Louisiana, hosting mornings on 103.7 The Game. We will hear from Mike, Bloomber, uh, Mike Bloomgren, the head coach of the Rice Owls, and he brought three players with him, Shea Baker, Trey Schumann, and Josh Piercy, as we heard yesterday from... Uh, Southern Miss and Will Hall and his guys, uh, Frank Gore Jr. and Malik Shorts. They are in town for uh, the Lending Tree Bowl, which will be at the bank, Hancock-Whitney Stadium on Saturday, the home of the South Alabama Jaguars. But before that, let's talk a little uh, Independence Bowl and a little bit of a tough season for both these teams. The Houston Cougars coming off an outstanding season last year, 12-2, undefeated. Uh, in conference play and <laughs> in the American Conference, and they just fell flat, and mostly because of the defense, they finished a seven and five, five and three in uh, the conference. Whereas the Cajuns, let's admit, they finished six and six. Did win two out of their last three ball games to make it to a bowl game. Uh, they were in rebuild mode. Uh, they lost Levi Lewis. Uh, he was a three-year starting quarterback in. Uh, the Sun Belt. Uh, they lost Billy Napier, of course, their head coach. They lost Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida, All-American. Montel Jordan. That's not it. I always do that. It is not. It's Montel Johnson, isn't it? Running back, Florida. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. Montrell Johnson. All right, I was 0 for 2 montrell Johnson uh, and others, uh, numerous coaches, so they were in a rebuild mode, uh, heading into uh, the season. And then they were using two quarterbacks and could never settle on one until Chandler Fields got hurt. then they settled on Ben Wooldridge, and then Ben Wooldridge got hurt, and they had to go back to Chandler uh, Fields. Uh, this ball game, a lot like the South Alabama. Western Kentucky ball game, they are expecting a lot of points. Uh, In fact, they are expecting more points in this one than in the New Orleans Bowl. A little bit shocking about that. Uh, Houston's favored by six and a half. Uh, The over-under is uh, 58. Uh, Clayton Toon, he is the quarterback for Houston, and uh, he is coming to the Senior Bowl. So we'll see him on TV. And uh, up close and personal uh, come uh, come January and uh, February. Uh, but breaking it down, both have very high scoring offenses. The uh, Cougars a little bit more high scoring. In fact, more than 10 points a game high scoring. Houston averages 37 a game. The uh, Cajuns only 27 a game. Uh, Cajuns only give up about 23. Whereas Houston uh, goes the other way. They give up. More than uh, 33, 33 and a half points a game. Uh, Offensively, it's about 100 more yards for Houston, 463 to 367. And defensively, about 70 less yards for uh, the Cajuns, 430 to 361. It will be interesting. The Cajuns only give up 219 yards in the air. That's not a whole lot of yards in the air. Whereas Houston attacks you in the air, 321 yards uh, in uh, the air. So it will come down to, basically, can uh, two things. Can the Cajuns slow down Houston? They beat Auburn last year, 17 Kind of a little bit of an unexpected deal. Also, in that ball game, as one of those, why, why was T.J. Finley throwing it all over the place instead of running Tank Smith and Jarquois Hunter? But that's a different story and a different podcast. So it will be Clayton Toon, and he is tied for the Nation League, it, Nation's lead in touchdowns with 37. He has 37, and the guy won, winning the Heisman, Caleb Williams, he's got 37. He does throw – he does have 10 interceptions. He's got 3,845 uh, 3, yards. Ben Waldridge is the Cajuns' leading passer with 1,600 yards because him and Chandler Fields were going back and forth, and then he took the brunt of uh, the reps after that, and now Chandler Fields is back. Chandler Fields came back for – well, I think Ben Rodgers got hurt in the Troy ball game. That was when they had a seventeen nothing lead and let that slip away, and that's how Troy ends up being your Sun Belt champions, certainly the Western Division uh, champs, and then beating Coastal Carolina in the championship game. Chandler Fields, um, eighty nine of one hundred fifty seven, nine hundred fifty four yards, completion percentage only fifty six percent. Does have ten touchdowns and. Four interceptions. So overall, the quarterbacks: twenty-six touchdowns, nine interceptions, and they threw for twenty-seven hundred yards. <clears throat> excuse me, just below that. Whereas I, I gave you Clayton Tune; he's got thirty-seven touchdowns, ten interceptions uh, on his own, and what do we say, thirty-eight hundred yards passing. So he's going to be among the uh, nation's leader at thirty-three uh, thousand eight hundred and forty-five. So the Cajuns used to be this running football team uh, and they would pass out of that very effectively. You know, when Napier got there, he had Eli Mitchell and Raymond Calais Jr. and Trey Regis had really a three-headed monster and then eventually worked Chris Smith in uh, and that Montrell Johnson was in and uh, that's how they would do it. And Levi Lewis was never passing the ball 25 or 30 times very rarely turns out in the bowl games he would let's see what happened because last year Levi Lewis against Marshall lit it up in the bowl game I remember he came to the Lending Tree Bowl and lit that one up as well let's see uh, last year's schedule uh, for the Cajuns because usually he's throwing it 18 to 22 times maybe and they were behind they had a lot of one-point wins uh, last year Let's see what they did, and Levi Lewis, because again, he didn't. So he's, you know, many times he would be thrown for about 200 yards. Was was Levi Lewis, right? 212 against Ohio, against South Alabama, only threw for 49, 202 again, or 209 against App. Lewis 122 against Arkansas State. You know, a couple of times uh he's got it to 304 over Nichols, 282 against Texas. You know, but a lot of it more like. 166 against Troy, 166 against Liberty. He would run it a little bit as well. But against Marshall, 270. Let's see what were the attempts. Now, they had a bunch of big plays in that ballgame. 19-31, uh, to 31. he very rarely threw it that many times. But they, you know, pasted him in the fourth quarter when they uh, got him for 20 points in uh, the fourth quarter. Uh, and Levi Lewis was just, you know, hitting these deep passes all day long. Uh, But it's now a little bit different. They're a little bit more. They try to be a little bit more efficient, and they're going to need to be. And Eric Garer and company. uh, I think Andre Jones is still going to be playing. Michael Jefferson is still going to be playing. Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure about that. Let me check that out. Why do I think that? Just hit me. Let's see here. Andre Jones. They may have declared and not playing in the ball game. Andre Jones, Cajuns. because they want to go pro Um, all right let me see andre jones cajuns nfl so if oh yeah there you go he declared for the nfl draft so he is not going to play in the bowl game that is a a big one Uh, let's see what else we have here see if we get can get through through the advocate Fleming added that seems like a yeah Dante Fleming is not available for he's entering the transfer portal. Wow, all right, so wide receiver Dante Fleming formally announced Thursday that last Thursday he's entering in the transfer portal. Uh, UL's top offensive weapon wide receiver Michael uh, Jefferson opted out to prepare for an NFL career, and defensive lineman Andre said Andre Jones Andre Landry was confirmed uh, oh ineligible for. The game. I thought there was also, I thought Jones was also ending it uh, as well. So it's going to be a tough slog for, uh, for the Cajuns to do this because uh, they got to slow them down and they got to put up points. Right. So somewhere along the way, you, you know, if this could be in the mid to upper 20s, 28, 24, something along those lines. The Cajuns will have a shot, but if Houston starts putting up, you know, 31, 35, 42 points, it will be uh, tough for the Cajuns to uh, come away with a victory. I will say that Houston's defense is not very good at all, right? They give up a bunch of points, and even this year, they – Uh, they they was it seventy seven. They gave up seventy seven to SMU in wait for it regulation game did not go to overtime. If you take them take that out of their scoring average, it drops four points. They gave up over thirty three points a game. If you take out the seventy seven, it drops down to. Uh, It drops down to uh, 29 points a game. That's a big big jump with one game. And so they they give up a bunch of points. That is the one thing that maybe, just maybe, the uh, the Cajuns can hang their hat on, is if they can put some points up on uh, the board, which they did against Texas State. But they had Michael Jefferson in that case. Uh, they had to beat Texas State on the road to get into the bowl game. So they did. They really won 41-13, uh, but they're not going to have the same weapons in this game that they had in uh, that one. So I'm going to take Houston. I think Houston will win this ball game. I'm going to take their averages. I think it's going to be 38-28. I will take uh, Houston in this case. I'm just not sure that the Cajuns will have enough offense and or enough defense uh, to – uh, keep up with or slow down uh, the Houston uh, Cougars. Uh, I do think they'll put up a few points because uh, Houston's not going to basically shut down anybody uh, moving forward. All right. Coming up, you will hear from the Rice contingent. We heard from the so- uh, Southern Miss contingent uh, yesterday. We got head coach Mike Bloomgren hopping on, Shay Baker, Trey Schumann, and uh, Josh Piercy. Rice is in town to take on Southern Miss in the Lending Tree Bowl. But a very important message. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride? Nah. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyways? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job total your car you kill someone everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk the results are traffic tragic and often deadly however that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over all right we continue on lockdown sunbelt i'm your host uh, dave schultz uh, and again it is two teams in the lending tree bowl that are really happy uh, to be here uh, southern miss and will hall trying to build something only a couple wins uh, last year and now have six this year having to win the sixth at the end uh, to get in uh, Rice was in the same boat. They had to beat North Texas at least that's what they thought going in uh, to the ball game. As again, we discussed this yesterday. They, they played uh, the, uh, the three better teams in them in conference USA at the end of the season. So it was a little bit backloaded. It was UTSA, Western Kentucky and North Texas and North Texas was playing for the conference championship against a UTSA. And, Rice came up short, and yet they still got in. And uh, Mike Bloomgren very clear about it. You'll hear about it. And this is kind of what the bowl games have been about. It's not only, you know, a reward for the players, but it is, I would think, a opportunity for the coaches to kind of see what they have for next year, right? You want the starters to be fresh and ready to go and rested. And they've had nine practices. So you think somewhere along the way we're gonna throw in the backups just to see what we have. Because you can get re- you can get the starters ready in, in a handful of practices. I'm not sure you need all of that uh to get ready for a bowl game. But now we can start to see what we have for next year because I mean it's just not that far off, right? It's it's two months, two and a half months before spring ball starts. And so you kind of planning ahead, and you kind of see, especially with the portal open, with a National Signing Day coming up, you kind of see what you need. You don't expect freshmen to uh, contribute, but certainly in the portal, you do. All right, so up next, you will hear from uh, Head Coach Mike Blumgren, Shea Baker, Trey Schumann, and Josh Peace- Piercy from Rice University on Locked On Belt.
1: Thank you, everybody, for coming out tonight. Uh, I want to start off by thanking – everybody who's putting this bowl game on and i want to tell you how excited we are to bring our football team to mobile alabama and to come and be part of the lending tree bowl Uh, looked at the schedule i think there's a lot of great things for the coaches families a lot of great things for this team and culminating with a great bowl game at 450 on saturday afternoon that we're very excited about Uh, feels great to have our team back in a bowl game for the first time since 2014. Uh, it's the 13th bowl game in rice's history and uh, I couldn't be more proud of our guys for what they pushed through this year. And, you know, our path to the postseason was a testament to our players and how hard they work on the field as well as on the, in the classroom. And that's a big deal at Rice University. And, once again, incredibly proud of our guys for the way that they stood up to the wins of college football today. Um, part of this Lending Tree opportunity for us is we get a chance to get extra practices we get a chance to get another bowl game with this college football team for these seniors, another chance for them to play together. And that's what it's all about, you know, building your team from the ground up with the young guys getting more reps, getting those extra practices. And, again, for these seniors, another opportunity to showcase it and showcase how much they love each other, how much they want to play for each other, and to do it against an incredible football team like Southern Miss. I think what Will Hall's built over there is uh, you just see it start building. You saw it start building last year and how they kept improving. And then you saw it early this year when when they beat Tulane. And we all know what Tulane's gone on to do. And uh, I think whether you're talking about the offense that Will's involved in and the creativity you see on that side of the ball from triple option football to 22 personnel to to running Wildcat with Frank Gore to their defense and what Austin Armstrong's doing with that defense um, is second to none. I think they're making everything hard defensively. I think they've got all of their team being willing tacklers, and uh, it's an incredible opponent. It's a great opportunity for our coaching staff to game plan against these guys, and a great challenge for our kids this week. So, yeah, you know, we knew when we got to that point we were going to play the top three teams, and at that time we were the fourth one, and uh, we knew we'd have to play really well to beat those guys. And uh, for one reason or another, we didn't find a way to do it. You know, we we went into the North Texas game knowing that if they won, they'd get a chance to represent uh, Conference USA in the championship game, and if we won, we'd had that sixth win under our belt and we'd be so excited and uh, we, we didn't find a way to get it done on the last drive. Yeah, incredibly, incredibly, you know, and again, you talk about the path to a bowl game and, uh, you know, we knew where we were in terms of APR. We know how good these guys do in the classroom and how hard they work. So, as you're starting to check scores that evening and you find out you're going to be playing, you know, you just, you count your blessings. It's a great opportunity to get a chance to go to a bowl game because I, I just think back to what Coach Bowden always said, you know, he said it's how great teams stay great And it's how good teams get to be great with those extra practices. And we all know how much we value the 15 practices we get in a spring ball. And we just got nine extra practices. So almost two-thirds of a spring ball session. And that means everything to a program. Yeah, I think that's the right word is familiarity. Uh, And you know we played them the last four years. But Will and his coordinators have only been there since last year. So there's one year. But what's interesting is we looked at the college football schedule this year back in February. We thought we were going to play them in the week four or whatever it was. And then as conference realignment happens and all that stuff shakes out, we don't. And, uh, but here we are. We get that matchup against the Golden Eagles again.
2: We've, we've really dealt with a lot this season. And the last three games did not uh, go the way we wanted them to. And especially the last game, North Texas, to get that sixth win. Uh, we fell short. But uh, I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of my teammates for getting to this point and getting to this bowl game. Uh, just because the way they work all season and in the off season, so I know how much they do for this team. With any team, you know you deal with injuries, right? Uh, and uh, shuffling around the depth chart and uh, week-to-week figuring out the best lineup to play. Uh, specifically, at online, I know we've had really uh, more shake-up in the lineup than my past years. Uh, I, I played at left guard when we played uh, UTEP, I played a center, or sorry, played right guard when we played USC, and I played uh, center for most of the year. So uh, that's out of the ordinary for me in the O line, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for the challenge. Uh, their their run defense is, uh, I believe, top 30 in the nation, and we've been preparing for them uh, past week and a half, two weeks, and uh, it's exciting to get to go against uh, a good D line, good uh, secondary as well and to be able to uh,
1: play here in Mobile. For me, my biggest thing was I've I've been a guy who's uh, been a bit banged up in my career, so my biggest thing was staying healthy, and uh, I tell a lot of people, my number one goal this year was to play in all 12 games, and I was able to do that, so I'd like to say I achieved my goal. Conference USA is is an interesting conference in the way that, you know, we go out there against anyone, and you really don't know who's going to win the game. I mean, you see that with we have Western Kentucky going to overtime with FAU, and it's just like, Really, if you're a Vegas guy, I would never bet on a Conference USA game because you really never know how it's going to go. I know a lot of people had us losing to UNT big in that last game, and and they ended up edging us at the last one. But, I mean, it was was a a good season. I was proud of how my teammates played, and we just, the big moments that we needed, we fell short. And um, we're really lucky to be in this circumstance, and we're really grateful for it.
3: It's been a good season. I feel like I've done a lot to just help the team win. That's really just my main goal, do whatever I can to help the team win. And as a team, I felt like, yeah, we didn't get the, the amount of wins that we probably wanted, but I feel like as a team we fought, we played hard. I'm proud of the guys of the way they played. I'm proud of the effort that they put in uh, throughout the whole season. I felt like we got better every week in practice. Our preparation never changed. We, came, we showed up every day. We came there to work. And I'm proud, of, I'm proud of every guy that came here and did that and the coaches that come and help us, push us to do that every week. Um, we kind of had an idea like the weekend. We um, like the week leading up to when it was announced. But once it was announced, it was like everyone was happy. Like every like we felt like we definitely worked hard to get it. And those emotions, yeah, we're like it wasn't one eighty. Losers we were a little down after the loss. But I feel like after getting after getting no after getting news that we we're gonna have this bowl game, we just saw it as another opportunity to get better, another opportunity to go on the field and play for each other.
0: All right. Special thanks to head coach Mike Bloomgren, uh, Shea Baker, Trey Schumann, and Josh Piercy uh at the press conference for uh the lending uh, tree bowl now it's time to tell you about bet online bet online is a great great uh, site uh to get you ready for all of your betting uh needs All right, so we've almost previewed all of uh, the games uh, for uh, the Sun Belt coming up. I think we only have the two more uh, to do, and it is a little bit interesting because the bowl season starts with Troy. You would think that would be the best bowl game. They're in Orlando, which is always nice. They're favored by one and a half over UTSA. I will take Troy in that ball game, but that's starting on Friday. That's a 2 p.m. game on Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. Some people are going to be watching it. Obviously, Troy fans will be watching it. UTSA fans will be watching it. Sports talk show hosts will be watching it. But it's not going to get any kind of massive audience just by rolling by the TV in the middle of the day on a Friday. Compare that to South Alabama, who's playing in prime time on Wednesday. That's a much better slot. So it's very interesting that Troy, who's your conference champion had a choice to go to Orlando and play on Friday in the afternoon or play on a Wednesday, although I'm not sure it was their choice, and play on national TV in the Superdome. I have no idea how you're going to compare the the two. I would think that the ratings for South Alabama would be higher only because it's a Wednesday night. That's the only game of the day. Uh, So it will be interesting to see on how that works, see if there's another game I just did, uh, let's see here. Friday, you got Miami of Ohio playing UAB early on. In, I mean, in the morning. That's in the Bahamas Bowl, which people will watch just because it's the Bahamas. Saturday, you have a handful. You got more than a handful of games. One, two, three, four, five, six games. One on Monday, that's marshall Yukon. That's in the middle of the afternoon now. And then Wednesday, Western Kentucky and South Alabama. That's the only football game that day. I think that's a much better spot as the Jaguars will be in prime time. I don't know how many fans Western Kentucky's bringing down. Again, it is in the middle of the week. So not great for fans, although Mobile's only an hour and a half, two hours away uh, from the Superdome. Uh, so they can go in that day, maybe take a little bit of time off of work. Uh, your radio host may be leaving about a half an hour before the end of the show. Uh, we can replay interviews or something along those lines so we can get there before kickoff. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. I'm not sure, you know, you get 10, 15,000. The Cajuns used to put Cajuns one time against Tulane, which is of course in new Orleans and like 45 or 50,000 people. there, Right. The alumni base of the Cajuns, if it's not Lafayette or Acadiana, it's new Orleans. And that's also two hours away. So, and that was on a Saturday. So, not fair to compare but let's see if if uh, south alabama can get ten thousand fans uh, down there for a middle of the week ball game but it is on tv and that is uh in prime time and i think that's great for uh, the jaguars okay thanks very much for tuning in to locked on a sunbelt special thanks to uh the uh the guys from rice again uh for hopping on And uh, hopefully you enjoyed that previewing uh, the lending tree bowl uh, as we did uh, Southern Miss yesterday and Rice uh, today. Tomorrow we will uh, preview, I believe it's just the last two ball games that uh, we got. Let me see. That's right. Georgia Southern and Buffalo and coastal Carolina and East Carolina, Georgia Southern and Buffalo playing in the Camellia bowl in Montgomery and coastal Carolina playing East Carolina in the Birmingham bowl, could be an interesting note, as we mentioned uh, yesterday. Will Grayson McCall commit to Auburn before he plays in the Birmingham Bowl? Would be interesting. All right, once again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thanks very much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.